Father, during the days of Moses, those that looked at that serpent, the present serpent, Father, they were healed, O oh God. And today, O oh Father, there is a Calvary, O oh God, that we want to look at, O oh Father, and be healed also. Lord, heal our sick, O oh Father, amongst us, O oh Lord. Touch the sinners, O oh Father, that have come to this house, O oh Lord. Father, change lives, O oh God, this morning. Lord, may we come out of this building different people, Father. We want to go back, Father the same as we came, Lord, but we want our lives, Father, to testify, Father, as we go back home, Father, that our neighbors may see new people in us, O oh Father. Our families may see new people in us, O oh Father. Even ourselves, O oh Father, we might be able to see, Father, that we have really changed, O oh God. Father, we know that every change that comes into our life, Father, comes by your word, O oh Lord. Father, help the minister that shall stand before this holy desk, O oh Father, to deliver the word, O oh Father God. Father, strengthen him, O oh Lord Jesus, that we may hear the oracles of God, O oh Father. And even our brother here who is leading the song Oh Lord, we just pray, Father, that you may bless him, Father. May you be with him as he leads us in these songs, O oh Lord, that we may be able to shake every spirit, O oh Father, that is against your word, O oh Lord, that as your word comes, Father, the land will be prepared, O oh Father, the seed may be able, Father God, to fall in us, O oh Lord, and may be able, Father God, to grow, O oh Lord. We thank you for this day, for everything, O oh Lord. Forgive our iniquities, O oh Lord, Jesus, by your blood, O oh Father, cover us, O oh Lord. In the mighty name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, we pray as we commend this service to you. Amen and amen. amen.
just to come forth and say a word for the prayer, for the offerings. And then while we're still bowing our heads, there is a prayer request from Sister Lipadi that she's recovering from the operation that she went through. So let us bow our heads while Brother Matlangu leads us in the word of prayer. Baba, Kulungulueto Siabonga. Yes. Siabonga la Kulueksene in Jabulo. Ukutogoza Zemilomes ning is Ubonga Guruguame, Amazui, Ubonga Uba Kulo sends lecon. Lemnigelabantona Bakovai Kipil and Gosiam Gatel and Gosuches of Christ to Babusise, Viazazitting was Abantona Bako. Yes, Gaconet and Gosiam Unga Soba la Pamwako. Was in Gosiami Ubutaga Tarabetu, was in Gulunguluna Mantla, La Pospuris Conacon, Inga Cosisil and Amsanche. Yes, Sir. Sakipim Nigel Lugutinkosi, Upindo Spusi, so Shunjalus in Lago. Yes, Babusi Segan Kosiami, Sabele Levele Pamway to Susile, Babusi Sabantuana Bako. Yes, that way to Uncosiami, Stad Badis, and Beggars and Zako. Yes, when Uncosiami Ukonagonke, Yong Ginyama is a Pamwako isubana. Sandra Sako, Sifinele and Nomuzonkis in Dao. Mtinteg and Gulunguluna Mantla. See Meglinda or Songkesia Kulegas Kolwa, Utibaba, Uzoenza, Msebins, Uzoenzis Manga, Jenga Maja, Aguko, Oguashulayo, Sim Nigela Guena, Babeka, Menlingo Suches of Christ to Amen. Amen. Bless you. We may take kind of our seats. So we greet you all in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Um, we 
we are happy once more to be gathered in this fashion. <clears throat> and then uh, we are looking forward to hear God speak into our lives. And then um, apologies here from Brother Ngosinati. And then Brother Musizi is also waiting. And Brother Mosavi and his family also, they are held up. Sister Dipadi, we have heard that she's not feeling well. And then Sister Sbongili also, they made some apologies. Um, so I've been given some few names here just to welcome. Um, Brother Ludovic from Congo. Where is Brother Ludovic? Oh, shalom. God bless you, sir. And then um, Brother Fernando from Mozambique. Where is Brother Fernando? Oh, God bless you, sir. And then uh, I understand that Brother Fernando doesn't understand English much. If there is anyone that volunteers to interpret for him in Portuguese, uh, he's more than welcome. Is there anyone that knows Portuguese? Okay. Not even someone that can try Portuguese. Brother Philip? Oh, okay. <laughs> all right. Yeah, so, um, all right. But the Lord will interpret for him. And then uh, Brother Marshall Moyo from Zimbabwe. Where is Brother Marshall? Oh, God bless you, sir. And then brother, is it Kamika from Zambia? Kavika. Oh, okay, Kavika. Where is he? Oh, okay. Oh, all right. What's your name again? Oh, Joseph Kavika. Oh, God bless you, sir. Okay, and his family. What is Brian Lovu and his family? Uh, oh, there we are. God bless you. Hi. And then whosoever that is, we welcome you. Uh, Sister Malaka, she has not been here. God bless you. Uh, Sister Maria, God bless you. Uh, Sister Maria, she's, she's quite a veteran in the message. I think when we repented some 20 years back, I knew Sister Maria around Whitbank here. So there are a few people that were around Whitbank 20 years back. I wonder, uh, yeah, it's only Sister Maria that I knew here uh, in Whitbank that she was in the message at that time. Uh, yeah, we've got something to brag about Sister Maria 20 years back. God bless you. <laughs> um, um, so I saw the Sunday school uh, has uh, started, so if we can support the sisters with the kids, uh, Sister Masangu and Sister Lorraine, and then we will really appreciate that. Um, uh, okay, we... Can we make sure about these cell phones that... Um, you can hear them even on the speakers that can we just switch them off unless if you are on standby that you know they're going to call you but it's a request that if it happens that you've got a cell phone 
um, we can just switch it off because it's during the service. We don't expect some people to be phoning you. We expect you that those people should know that from 9 o'clock to 12 o'clock you are in the service. Amen? Amen. Or maybe I may start here one one and ask if there is anyone that expects a call during the service. Hallelujah. So let us just uh, make sure that our cell phones are off. And then, um, where, where is Brother Reginald? If you can stand on your feet. Um, oh, okay. Brother Reginald says he wants to be baptized. So we will baptize him in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. So God bless you, Brother Reginald. And then, um, because both of our interpreters, they are not here this morning, um, we will try to go English alone. And then if it happens that there is anyone after the service that we is battling, or he or she is battling with English, and then let us try and understand who are those people so that we can, next time we can try and accommodate them. But if we are not battling, maybe it might be the way we we are we are going to maybe might be the route that we're gonna take. But anyhow, let us understand if somebody was battling, and then um, so that we can revert back to English and Zulu. But this morning, you will forgive us. We will go English way only. Is it fine? God bless you. Okay, let us stand on our feet and just sing a song uh, while our pastor will be coming. Uh, Sing some worshipping songs here. Thank you. 
Amen. As we greet all of you in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, uh, we are happy to see all of you in the house of the Lord. I'm flying solo today, don't be surprised. Uh, the brothers are at work, so they were asking if Brother Tlangu could help. Don't bother the old man, he hasn't been doing it for some time. Amen. I hope you don't mind if I fly solo. Amen. But we are happy to see all of you. Amen. As we turn to our Bible, St. John chapter 1. St. John chapter 1 from verse 1. It reads in this manner, he found, or just before, just take your seats for a while, for a second, apologies. I don't know if Sister Grena, if you can just stand to your feet. Amen. Sister Grena has just indicated that she would want to be part of this fellowship. Uh, she's part of us going forward. Amen. God uh, richly bless you, my sister. Uh, we hope that this, pla- uh, this place will be a blessing to you. Amen. I should have done it some time ago, but because I was in Swaziland, so... Uh, I said it should wait until I come back. Amen. Make her. She's been around, but make her feel at home. Amen. Now we can stand and reach the weight. St. John chapter 1, verse 1, it reads in this manner. It says, In the beginning was the weight. And the weight was with God, and the weight was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, the life was the light of men. And the light shineth in the darkness, and the darkness comprehended not. There was a man sent from God, whose name was John. The same came for a witness, to bear witness of the light that all men through him might believe. He was not that light, but he was sent to bear witness of that light. Uh, This one I want to drive it home. When God sent the prophet, the prophet doesn't become the light. He becomes a witness of the light. Hallelujah. Uh, when God sent a, a pastor, he doesn't become the light, he becomes the witness of the light. Amen. I hope we are together. Amen. He was not that light, but was sent to bear witness of that light. That was the true light which lighteth every man that cometh into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made by him, and the world knew him not. He came unto his own, and his own received him not. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become sons of God, 
even to them that believe on his name, which were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of men, but of God. And the word was made flesh, and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Amen. Maybe, Brother Philip, you can just come and say a word of prayer for us. Amen. With our eyes closed. Lord God, our great eternal Father, we are so grateful, Lord, that your grace has fallen upon us, Lord. That we see so many people, Lord, that are wandering around, Lord. But we are so grateful that you chose us, Lord God. And we are grateful this morning, Lord, that we can come in your wonderful name and hear from you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Father. We thank you, Lord, for the gift that you've given our brother, Lord, that we may hear from you, Lord, and apply it to our lives. We pray to may go with us further, Lord. Open our eyes, open our hearts, open our ears, Lord, that we may receive you. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. As you take your seats. Amen. Now, this morning we, we want to speak to just take a few minutes. God bless Sister Maria. Wonderful to see you in the house of the Lord. Amen. Where's Sister Malaza? Oh, she's giving apology. Oh, that's her birthday. Happy birthday. Amen. really come a long way with Sister Malaza. Amen. She's one of the foundation and the pillars of this church. Amen. Now, we want to speak about the Godhood of Christ. That was what we want to speak about this morning. The Godhood of Christ. The prophet of God says, if you just, either he was God or he was one of the greatest imposters that this world has ever seen. Hallelujah. Either he was his God or he was one of the greatest imposters that this world has ever seen. So that means it can never be anything in between. Either we, we accept him as, as God or we accept him as the imposter. Amen. Now, if the prophet says, we need to accept him as God, then we need to go and, and check certain things in the beginning or before I come there. We read the scripture that says, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. Uh, some, I think it was the young sister that came to me, and ask me a question and say, how could it be that the word was with God and the word was God? It, 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 it just didn't make sense. Amen. But we need to understand when we say the word, what do we mean by the word? The prophet says the word, it means the logos. And if it means the logos, he says uh, when you go and check the word, the logos in Greek, it simply means... Uh, it is, it, is, it is a thought that contains the speech. Hallelujah. 
Now, when you say, in the beginning was the weight, and the weight was with God, and the weight was God, I don't think it's no different if I say to you, in the beginning uh, was your weight, and your weight was your thought, and your thought was with you, and your thought was you. Hallelujah. Uh, I hope you understand. It doesn't mean that if it was with God, it doesn't mean that it was two people. But it was a further expression of that same God. Hallelujah. So that means you, you, you do not have... A, Trinity does not ex- exist. It's not scriptural. Because the Trinity says there are three gods. There's God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Ghost with three different personalities. And, uh, and they say it ties up into the entire thing called the Trinity. We say that is not scriptural. Hallelujah. Because uh, if, if you accept Trinity, that means you break even the very first commandment that says you shall worship no other foreign gods. Because God says, uh, throughout the scripture, he says, I am God and I'm God alone. Hallelujah. So if he's God alone, and we will come because the prophet says, the oneness, they regard God as one like a finger. He says they are as well wrong. He says the two-ness, they regard him as two. He says they are as well wrong. He says the trinity regard him as three. They are as well wrong. But this morning we want to say, what is the, true, uh, 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 what is the truth behind the Godhead? Hallelujah. Now, when you check, I've put you two scriptures here. One, it says, in the beginning was the weight, and the weight was with God, which is John chapter 1. And I've put Genesis chapter 1, which says, in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. Now, we need to understand, if, if you go into the Bible, you read the Bible, uh, there was a brother that said, you know, I want to start from Genesis and end up in Revelation. I want to go bit by bit. I said, you're going to be troubled because the Bible is not a chronological book. Hallelujah. Because as you read uh, the book of Exodus, you come to the book of Job, and Job will see things that are not even recorded in Exodus. Hallelujah. And, and when you look at John chapter 1, it speaks about the beginning. Genesis chapter 1 speaks about the beginning. But these are the two different types of beginnings. Hallelujah. The, the John chapter 1 beginning came before the Genesis chapter 1 beginning. Hallelujah. And even before John chapter 1 beginning, there was another beginning before the beginning. Hallelujah. So, so you, you, you get a series of the beginnings there. But the prophet said, how can, how can a human being comprehend it? There must be something supernatural in you that allows you to travel back and understand things that we speak about. Hallelujah. Now, before, before I get to John chapter 1, I want to speak about before the beginning of John chapter 1. Hallelujah. And, and we'll move from there and come to John chapter 1 just to display the Godhood of Christ. Hallelujah. And you must remember the, good, the Godhood became the main wood so that the main wood can become the Godhood. Hallelujah. The richer became poor so that the poor can become richer. The, the, the holy one became the sinful one so that the sinful one can become holy. So you find that cycle. Hallelujah. But this morning I say before, before the beginning, and 
what I'm trying to, to, I want you when you live here to understand because as long as the rapture theories will have different kinds of doctrines that come up, but we must never forget what we were taught by the prophet messenger. Hallelujah. And, and some of the things, the people will come and take quotations and try to manipulate them in order to project a certain view. Uh, because now some people are beginning to say uh, there's tuness even in the message where people say there is God, the Father, and there is God, His Son. And they say in the millennium or in the new city, He will be there as the Son. Remember the prophets say, we've got no eternal sonship. Hallelujah. He says, if it is sonship, it has the beginning and it shall have an end. Hallelujah. The sonship is the office of God. It had the beginning and it shall have an end. And there is no way that God is going to split himself between Jesus and himself. Hallelujah. And, and we will understand those things as we go along. Amen. Now, before John chapter 1, we find that there was, there was this... Uh, the prophet calls it the great fountain of life. And he calls it the Elohim. He says he was there being the self-existing one. Uh, he was not created. He had no beginning. He had no end of days. He was there as a supreme being. Hallelujah. When, when, when there was nothing, there was no planet, there was no the earth, there, was, there were no heavens, but God was there occupying the entire space. And, and, and you must remember, every time when God brought, brings the titles that describe himself, every title speaks about a dispensation. Hallelujah. I, I hope you'll understand that one. Every title speaks about a dispensation. He doesn't just become Jehovah. There is something that makes him to be a Jehovah. He doesn't just become Elohim. There is something that makes him Elohim. He doesn't just become the father. There is something that makes him the father. But for you to understand that it is not many gods, you need to understand your dispensation. Hallelujah. And if you cannot understand the dispensation, I tell you, you will be confused because it will end up as if the Bible is contradicting itself. Hallelujah. And, and, and we will show you, but I want to say, God is worshipped dispensationally. The way the Jews uh, refer to him is not the way you should refer to him. Because to you, he comes in a different office. Hallelujah. I, I cannot be a friend of my, my son. Because that is not an office. I must be a father to my son. Hallelujah. And, and I must be a friend to my friend. And I must be a husband to my wife. But the, every office, it speaks about a certain role that I must fulfill. Now, when he was Elohim, the prophet says, as the self-existing one, he says, what made him to be Jehovah? He says, Jehovah is the family name. Hallelujah. So that means when he had a family in the Garden of Eden, then he became Jehovah. But there was a time when he was not Jehovah. Hallelujah. And when before, you can never be a father unless you have children. You've got to have the children, then you become the father. Hallelujah. And, and, and we need to understand that he, he, when he was there occupying eternity, he was not even God. 
Hallelujah. Because even there is a time when he started to become God. But there was a time when he was not even God. Hallelujah. Because the word God means an object of worship. That means if there was nothing to worship him, he couldn't be God. But when people came and angels came and started worshiping him, he became God. You know, I love, I love this prophet because he was able to help me travel some billions and billions and billions of years ago, even before God became God. There is no religion that can teach you how he was before he became God. Every religion will tell you how he was after he became God. But this message will tell you who he was before he became God. Hallelujah. And, and you need to understand something. The prophet says in the message, the guide, when this seventh seal is revealed, it will teach us who God is, what he is. Hallelujah. Uh, when I looked at that, I say this is wonderful. So there is God can be who He is and can be what He is. Uh, help me understand. Follow me here. Who He says I change not. That is what God said. He says I change not. If, if you take take that scripture and run it through the Bible without applying the context of that scripture, you will say the Bible contradicts itself. Hallelujah. Because the same God who say, I change not, he was the father. And he became the son. And not only that, he became the pillar of fire. He became a theophany. He became a whirlwind. So why is he changing? But he says, I change not. You need to understand that when it says who God is, who God is, that is the essence of his being. He does not change. What he is changes what he is is the manifestation. Hallelujah. That is why I cannot come here and tell you God is a fire. What if you meet him as a spirit? But you need to understand who he is before he becomes what he is. Yeah. I don't know whether somebody gets me. Moses goes to Moses in the wilderness. He sees the burning bush. And this voice says, take off your shoes because you are standing on a holy ground. And he sees this burning bush and he knew that was God. And later, he sees the pillar of fire. He sees the cloud. But later he goes to God and says, God, I still want to see you. Wasn't the pillar of fire God? Wasn't the burning bush God? Wasn't the cloud God? But Moses still had the desire to see him. He had seen his manifestation. But he still had the desire to see him. Until God says, stay behind the rock, you will see me passing by. And when he saw, he saw the back part of the man. Because there is no higher manifestation of God than a man. Hallelujah. That's why the scriptures say, let us make men in our own image after our likeness. Hallelujah. When God sees a man, he sees himself. Hallelujah. And, and we, went, we, 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 we went to check, why did God have the desire to become a man? Yeah. Hallelujah. He was a pillar of fire, but it never satisfied him until he was walking on the shore of Galilee. Yes, he wanted to be a redeemer, but there's a greater purpose why he wanted to become a man. My prophet said, he said he wanted to be tangible. Amen. God wanted to be handled. 
Even when he was Jehovah, he wanted to shake your hand. He couldn't shake it as the great Jehovah. Brother Bram said he was too great and too mysterious to reveal himself in that form. But in that form, he says, he loved Father Wood. He wanted to express children and have children and fellowship with those children. And today we are here. We are fulfillment of that plan. Hallelujah. Now, when he was there alone with his thoughts, the prophet says, out of him came out the logos, which was the prophecy, it was in the form of the Son of God. It was a theophany. It was the pillar of fire. It was Christ. Hallelujah. Remember, and today is going to be interesting. Jesus was born, but Christ was not born. Hallelujah. The prophet said Christ was there during the time of Moses. But Jesus was not there. Hallelujah. So you need to to know that there is a, a difference between Jesus and Christ. Hallelujah. Christ is not the same name of Jesus. Actually, Christ is what made Jesus to be the Savior. Without Christ, Jesus was ordinary. You without Christ, you are ordinary. And the reason God wants us to have a clear picture of who Jesus was, you will never get a clear picture of who you are until such time you know who Jesus was. Hallelujah. Now, out of him came out the Logos, came out a theophany until that theophany became flesh. And when it became flesh, it put on a body of flesh and walked on the shore of Galilee. And here, he was born like everybody else. Hallelujah. And, and, and sometimes, the things of God, that's why if you read the Bible without revelation, you will say it contradicts itself. If you read the message without having the prophet's optics, you will say the message contradicts itself. But what you need to know, you need to have the spirit of the one that started the whole thing. You you know, instances, when we get into the universe, the universe is so complex that you can't understand it. But the only thing that can make a scientist to understand the universe is when God takes the universe and puts it into the scientist. You can never understand God. You can never read about him and understand him. The only answer is that God must come into you. Then you will have an understanding of God. Today, the people that understand God are only those people that God is in them. If he's not in you, he becomes a theory. He becomes this complex person. One day you imagine him as an old man. The other time you imagine him as a spirit, which is the wind. You've got no idea. But when he's in you... He reveals himself. Hallelujah. Now, Jesus as well, when you say Jesus is God, it's true, but you you still need to go further because if you leave it hanging like that, then the Muslims are going to come and say, if you say Jesus is God, did your God, was your God born? Did your God die? Because Jesus was born and Jesus died. And we know that God cannot be born and God cannot die. 
Hallelujah. So, and, and the prophet, I'm going to read a quotation here where he speaks that there is a difference between Jesus and God. Hallelujah. But yet, you can never see God until you see Jesus. You can't accept God without accepting Jesus. But yet, Jesus was not God. He was the one that veiled God. The, the only, what made Peter to be special is that he was able to see him, but know that it was not what he sees. There was somebody within him. And here's something critical. Why did Jesus ask them, who do men say I am? After Jordan, not before Jordan. Hallelujah. But we'll, we'll come into that. Now the prophecy, now in the message, the Hebrews, he says, this just gets me right where I love it. The logos and this great fountain, this great fountain of spirit which had no beginning and no end. And this great spirit began to form into creation. And the logos that went from it was the son of God. It was the only visible form that the spirit had. It was a theophany, which means a body. The body was like a man. Hallelujah. When, when he was this great fountain of spirit, and, and, and he co-descended into the logos, the prophet, he, uses, he say, when we say he emptied himself into the logos, it doesn't mean like it was a basket, you empty something into something, and the basket remains. Hallelujah. He says, because that will make them two. He says, he emoffed himself. He changed himself to become the logos. So that means if you used to see Elohim, now you see the logos. Hallelujah. And that logos, then it became flesh and walked on the shore of Galilee. Now, when, when, when Jesus was born in a manger, there is a, there is a debate that is going on that says, uh, and you know these days, it's easy for, for camps to come up in the message because some are saying, when did he really become God? So you've got those that say he became God when he was a baby, he became God at Jordan, or he became God at Mount Transfiguration. So you've got a, lo- a host of debates. But I think I thank God because we've got the prophet's answer. Yeah. Hallelujah. Amen. We've got the prophet's answer. Now he says... Then out of the existence of the Father, when the Logos, which was the Son, I'm reading here, which was the Theophany, which was the body of the great Jehovah, went forth in a celestial body, that's the Logos. The Word spoke out of them great fountains of life and went forth, and there was the Theophany, which was God made into the Word. Hallelujah. Which confirms uh, John chapter 1. Now, God says, because we, never, we need not to lose this principle. He says, you will be my witnesses, says the Lord. And my servant whom I have chosen, that he may know and believe me and understand I am he. Before, there was, before me, there was no God formed. Hallelujah. And neither shall they be after me. I, even I, am the Lord, and beside me, there is no Savior. Hallelujah. Does that mean it's, you can never later have God here 
and have Jesus here and worship Jesus here. It's the same God condescending himself. Hallelujah. Now, as I indicated, he was Elohim. He condescended, became the Logos until he became flesh, which was the sonship. Now, Malachi chapter 3, verse 1, he caught it, he says, Behold, I will send my messenger. He shall prepare the way before me, and the Lord whom ye seek shall suddenly come to his temple. Even the messenger of the covenant whom ye delight in, behold, he shall come, says the Lord of hosts. And the prophet says, when he spoke about the messenger, it was speaking about John the Baptist. But I'm interested in the statement, he shall prepare the way before me. And the Lord whom ye seek shall suddenly come to his temple. Now, we need to understand, if the Lord is coming to the temple, the, Lord, the temple is not the Lord. Hallelujah. That means you must see him coming into the temple. Now, when Jesus was born at Jerusalem, when he was born, he was like a baby like the rest of the babies. He went to the temple. He was dedicated like everybody was dedicated. And for 17 years, we never had got to hear about Jesus. There's nothing written about him. Hallelujah. And I'll tell you what the prophet says about that time that is missing in the time of Jesus in the Bible. Hallelujah. But, but we understand that the body was the temple. The body was born by Mary. Mary gave birth to the body. However, the body was not God. Hallelujah. Because I, I don't think my God can be breastfed. I don't think my God can be taught to speak Hebrew. Hallelujah. Even before he was there, God knew how to speak. He wrote the Ten Commandments. Hallelujah. He was able to speak from the burning bush. But here was the temple. It could not speak. Because if you make the temple God, you will end up with two gods. But God was coming down to the temple. And even John was raised with the temple and played with the temple. But he never knew who Jesus was until River Jordan. And when he was with him, he thought it was his cousin as well. They were related somehow. They played together. And later when he started preaching, he must have seen Jesus, but did not know who he was. Because he says, I knew him not. Hallelujah. And he said, Messiah is coming. Repent or perish. But he didn't know him, but God told him that there will be a supernatural sign. There will be something that will, that will identify him. At River Jordan, the temple came like everybody else. And when the temple came, it approached Jesus and John and said, as well, I want to be baptized. And when the temple was baptized, all of a sudden, heaven opened. And said, spirit, the same spirit, which is the fountain of life, descended. And when he descended, he was able to see it because it was in the form of a dove. And it as well spoke, this is my beloved son in whom I'm blessed to dwell in. And when he came, 
I think even John must have been surprised that my cousin is becoming the Messiah. The temple was becoming Christ because it was the anointing coming. Brother Bram said the anointing is a person. It's not to jump up and down in church. Anointing is a person. And when he came down, he indulged the body. Jesus went into the water as a single being. He went out as a dual being. He went into the water as a man, but he came out as God-man. And from that time, his speech changed. There was a time he spoke as a man, and there was a time when he spoke like God. And if you can see it in Jesus, you must know it will apply to you. There are times when you will speak as a man, and there are times when you will speak like God. Because what? You are a dual being. And as much as there was something out of heaven that came into Jesus, there must be something out of heaven that comes into you. Unless it happens, you are an ordinary person. You cannot fight the devil. And when he came, the first question that he asked is this, who do men say I am? I, it was not the temple asking. It was the father in the temple asking. Who do men say I am? And they began to speak and say, this one says you are such and such. That one says you are Elijah. But he says, who do you say I am? And Peter the revelation dropped into his heart. And it says, Thou art Christ, the Son of the living God. Amen. And from that time, Jesus says to him, Blood and flesh, blood and flesh has not revealed this to you. Blood and flesh, blood, blood and flesh has not revealed this to you. But my Father, who is in me, has revealed this to you. You can never, some of the people, they think that if they can see Jesus, they will accept him. No, sir. You don't accept him when you see his body. You accept him when he comes into you. Now, what we understand is that at River Jordan, and I'll read the prophet's quotation, the father came into him. At Getsman, the father left him. Because as long as the father was in him, you couldn't kill Jesus. He had to go and die as a man as much as he was born as a man. Hallelujah. That's why on the cross he says, my father, my father, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? God left the tabernacle and he died on its own. Which God? The same one that came down into him at the river Jordan. The prophet says, this little boy, this is the message paradox, 12-year-old child, no wisdom at all, but was just a 12-year-old boy. The father didn't dwell in him at that time because he came on the day when he was baptized. Do you still believe the prophet? The father came into him when he was baptized. Hallelujah. And he saw the Spirit of God coming down, which was John. See, he went into him. But look, this little 12-year boy, being the weight, he was born the anointed one, see, to be anointed. And here he was, you know, know ye that I must be about my father's business? 
Now he says in the message is the rising of the sun. And he said, when God looked down upon the body, the spirit left him in the garden of Gethsemane. He had to die as a man. Which spirit? The same one that came into him at River Jordan. That's why today, I do not want to see this man. But I want to see the one that was in the man. Jesus as a body, he couldn't come into us. But the one that was in him, he had to come into us. But he couldn't come until this one died and shed his own blood. I don't know whether you, you, you get this thing of dual beings. Remember, friends, he didn't have to do that. That was God. God anointed that flesh, which was a human flesh. If he had gone there as God, he would have never died to that kind of death. You can't kill God. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. If the one that came into him at the river Jordan remained in him, they would have never killed him. But God, he had to leave the body as a lamb, leading it as a sacrifice, and at Gethsemane, he left him. That's why the prophet says, he died more death in Gethsemane than on the cross. What does it mean? God had to leave the body. And the body had to cry and say, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? He had to die as a man. And he says in the message, the blasphemer's name, they were looking at that little boy that was born of Mary. That wasn't God. That was the son of God. But God was in that body. So you can never, you must never remain with the body. But you must identify what was in the body. Hallelujah. I hope we are together here. Amen. Let's come up here. Now, somebody asked a question and said, why is David saying, the Lord said unto my Lord? He says, you see, I'm even told that another Lord is of capital letter L, another one is of smaller, uh, small letter L. So what does it mean? Does it mean it's two? I say, look, God can never, you can never split God into two. And I think I gave this demonstration in Switzerland. They enjoyed it very much. I say, if, if Sister Lorraine is a teacher and she's got her daughter in her class and a principal goes to her and says, I need you to write a letter to all the parents and invite them for a parents' meeting. And I need all the copies because we've got 30 kids. I need 30 copies as a proof that you send to all the parents. And her child is in the classroom. What is going to happen? She'll write to Mbanyana, to Majiba. But ultimately, she has got to write to Van Royen. Hallelujah. And if she writes to Van Royen, it doesn't mean that now Van Royen is too. Is that her office as the teacher is communicating with the office as a parent. But if you don't know her, you will say, hey, that means this fundraiser is another fundraiser, not knowing that is the very one that wrote the letter unto herself. The Lord said unto my Lord. It was God communicating, it was the offices communicating. But if you were not there, you will think it's two gods. It was the same God. The Lord said unto my Lord, it was the office of the Father communicating with the office of the Son. But it was the same God operating. 
I wonder whether you with me. Now, I say, God reveals himself dispensationally. From that time, then he became Elohim. From Elohim, he became God, and ultimately, he became a father. There was a dispensation of fatherhood. It was the time when he brought the Israelites out of Egypt. They saw him as the father, called him as the father, but that same God later, he became a son. When Jesus was born, it was the dispensation of sonship. When, when he died and rose again, it was the dispensation of the Holy Spirit. And it is very interesting when Jesus says to the disciples, if I don't go, the comforter will not come. Yeah. Hallelujah. Because he had to emorph himself. It was this Holy Spirit is the same one that was in Jesus. But they cannot be together on the stage as we dramatize it the other time and say, if you've got a, a child playing a drama and is a good child, you can make him to play a role of a teacher and a role of a doctor and a role of whatever role, maybe a clerk, but he's the same boy that is coming on the stage. But he cannot play those roles at the same time. He, he must go backstage in order to change the mask. He changes the attire. He changes the costume. So when Jesus was around here, the Holy Ghost couldn't come because Jesus had to go backstage and change the form and come back as the Holy Spirit. And as long as he was Jesus, he couldn't come and dwell in them. He had to become a spirit. Hallelujah. And they couldn't have the Holy Spirit and Jesus at the same time. Unless I go, the comforter will not come. And, and in the language of Jesus, he says, I am living to prepare a place for you. You know the way. And they say, how can we know the way if we don't know where you are going? Then he says, my father. Then he speaks about his father. Then Philip says, but we don't know your father. Show us the father. Hallelujah. He says, Philip, if you have seen me, you have seen the Father. Because why? The Father resided in Jesus. The Father, God became a spirit. God became the Son. God became the Holy Spirit. Same God in different offices. And that's what we like because without the true message of the hour, you will worship a false God without knowing. The message contains the real identity of who God is. Hallelujah. And here's the question. If if you've got God the Father and God the Holy Spirit, who was the Father of Jesus? Because the Bible says the Holy Spirit shall overshadow Mary and what she will conceive will be of the Holy Ghost. And if you split the Father and Jesus, who was his Father? Because later Jesus says, the Father is my Father. God is my Father. Hallelujah. It, it, it was just a drama. The same God coming with different offices, different manifestations. But a believer will never miss him. No matter how he comes to the believer, the believer will never miss him. You know why? Because the believer was with him before he became whatever office he may come into. Hallelujah. Now there was the dispensation of the Father, which meant God above us. Then there came the dispensation of the Son, 
which meant God with us. Then came the dispensation of the Holy Spirit, which meant God in us. Jesus says, at that day, you shall know that I was in the Father. Hallelujah. The Logos in the Father. And the Father in me. And me in you. Those are dispensations. Hallelujah. There was a time when the Logos was in him. And there was a time when he was in the Logos. And there was a time when he's in you. Hallelujah. But it doesn't mean it's different kinds of God. He's the same God. Hallelujah. Now, Jesus comes to them and says, Go ye therefore, teach all the nations, baptizing them in the name of Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. Hallelujah. In one scripture it says, Terry in Jerusalem, so that the Holy Ghost can come and teach you all things. Now, Peter, within 10 days, he comes out and says, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost, for the promises unto you and to your children and to all them that are far off, including Whitbank. And even as many as the Lord our God shall call, all of them must be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Now the Muslims, when they read it, they say, the Bible contradicts itself. Here it says, in the name of Jesus Christ. Here it says, in the name of Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. They never did as the way Jesus taught them to do. But we know, you've got to know him. To know him is the answer. Hallelujah. Now, we said, it's like writing a check. If you go and write a check in the name of Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, it's a million check, and we say, go and cash it at Absa, will they accept it? There's no such person called his father, son, and husband. Hallelujah. Actually, the teller will ask you, who's that person? You are telling me what he is, not who he is. Hallelujah. You can never baptize the people based on what God is. You must baptize them based on the basis of who he is. What is his name? Not his titles. And the right name will be Bhutumele Madiva. Then they will accept it and cash it. But if it is like that, then it bounces. And the same way, every person that has been baptized in the name of Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, that baptism has bounced in heaven. It's not accepted. It's unscriptural. It has never been in the Bible. The only name that you must be baptized in is the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. So my question would be, would you approach the, way, the, the God with a bounce baptism or would you approach him with a scripturally accepted baptism? Hallelujah. But you can never know this because the people that are teaching in Bible school, they don't know that there was a time when he was Elohim. They don't know that there was a time when he was not even God. That he became God. They don't know that there was a time when he became the Father and became the Son and became the Holy Spirit. They've got no idea. But in the end time, God sent the prophet. And the prophet brought the revelation of who he is. And we accepted him. Because why? As a married woman, whatever you do, you sign things in the name of your husband. 
And today, we sign the baptism in the name of our husband. We dedicate babies in the name of our husband. And the Bible says in Acts chapter 4 verse 12, there is no other name that is given on the human race except in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus says, I came in the name of my father and they accepted him not. Who was his name? Jesus Christ. When he brought the Israelites out of Egypt, he was the Lord. When he died for us, he was Jesus. When he came into us, he was Christ. The Lord Jesus Christ. Same God, different dispensations. Are we still together? Then we've got no such thing called eternal sonship. Hallelujah. The sonship had the beginning. The sonship will have an end. Some people say, but Stephanus says, I see heaven has opened, and I see the one sitting on the right hand of God, and they say it was Jesus sitting on the right hand of God, so that means he's two. Hey, believer, let me tell you something. That's a carnal interpretation of the scriptures. The Bible says God is a spirit. That means he doesn't have a hand. Hallelujah. Well, then what is the hand? What is the right hand of God? Some people are imagining this tall being with right hand and left hand. There is no such. It simply means the authority. The authority of the office of the father was transferred into the office of the son because the father became the son. But it's the same God. Who was Jesus praying unto in, the, in Gethsemane? Who are you praying unto today? You are praying to the very same God that is in you. Jesus worshipped the God that was in him. And that is a real worship. You must worship the God that is in you. Not the God that is just in heaven. He becomes a theory. But when he is in you, the prophet says he will teach you what he is, who he is, how he lives. Because he lives in you. Hallelujah. I hope we are together. Now the prophet say, in the message of the Hebrews, God didn't have three people up there. He said, and he sent one of them, his son, it was God himself coming in the form of the son. A son has a beginning. And the son had a beginning. And some of you, dear Catholic, and he mentions a book called Facts of Faith. He says you speak about the eternal sonship. How are you going to express that weight? How are you going to make have its sense? How can it be eternal? That's not the Bible. That's your book, Eternal Sonship. The weight is not right. For anything that's a son had a beginning, and eternal, and, and eternal has no beginning. So it is not eternal sonship. Christ became flesh and dwelt among us. He had a beginning. He was not eternal sonship. He's the eternal Godhead, not sonship. He came to redeem us, and he did redeem us. There's a purpose why he became a son, to become a redeemer. And once he fulfilled that, he is no longer a son. Even sonship has got dispensation. There is a time when he was the son of men, and there is a time when he became the son of God, And there's a time when he's going to become the son of David. 
And this happened when he was in Galilee, when he was a son of man. And when he became the Holy Spirit, he became the son of God. And in between the son of David and the son of God, he came again as the son of man. As the scriptures say, as it was in the days of Lord, so shall it be in the days when the Son of Man will be revealed. We are living during the days of the Son of Man. And the Son of Man, it means a prophet. And you can never know him unless somebody introduces him. They would have never recognized who Jesus was unless John introduced him and said, Behold the Lamb of God. Today, this society or this generation will never know him until somebody comes and says, Here is he. Hallelujah. You must receive the messenger before you know him. No matter how clever you were or how versed you were in the scrolls during the time of John, you would have never bypassed John. Because why? He looked like everybody else. He dressed like them, walked like them, But there was one man that was sent to identify him. And that was John. And after he identified him, two of his disciples followed him. When he said, behold the Lamb of God. Today, it's exactly the same way. There must be somebody who introduces him. And remember, he must come as a thief. And a thief will never tell you when he's coming. It's a secret of his coming. But The people today, there is a prophet on the land that will identify him. Hallelujah. The things that we are not preaching, we don't learn them from a Bible school, is because there was a prophet on the land. And we are proud that God sent the prophet. Because imagine what were we going to preach. God the Father, God the... Such, absolutely such nonsense. Without revelation. But through the message, we've got fresh manna daily. And the prophet said, this message is the son of man. And we are feeding on the son of man. Hallelujah. And there was a man to introduce him as much as there was a man to introduce him when he came the first time. And today, it is even more complex because the first time, you, could, you knew where he was. You could see him walking there. But today you can't see him. But he must be introduced. Hallelujah. John could point at a man walking and say, Behold the Lamb of God. Today, the prophet of today, he had no one to point because God said to him, I will indwell you. You will introduce me within yourself. It must have been very difficult to say, Behold the Lamb of God. Where is he? I'm here to break the seals for the lamb. And the scriptures say the lamb is the only one that is worthy. What was happening? The lamb was in the prophet. A son of man revealed this son of man within a son of man. But the predestinated will see it. They will catch it and will run with it. Hallelujah. So today we can say we know Christ. Now, we are on the Godhood of him. What made him God was because God indwelt him. And the reason we'll say Jesus is not God and we'll say Jesus is God, I'll just give you an example. If you've got a, a, a cup of tea or a cup, I can say, bring me a cup. 
But when the tea comes into the cup, what happens? Bring me a tea. I no longer, I longer, no longer identify the cup. I identify the cup by what it contains. When there is nothing in it, bring me a cup. When there is a tea inside, bring me a tea. When the body did not have God, it was the body. But when the body had God, it was God. And it applies to you as well. As long as you don't have Christ, you are just a man. But when Christ comes into you, you as well can say, I am he. Doesn't the, priest, the, 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 the prophet say, the bride is himself revealed? Yes. Hallelujah. You contain him. Yeah. <laughs> Are we still together? Yeah. Now, I'm still there on question and answers on Genesis. He says, let's go back. A hundred million years before there was a star, moon, or anything in the world. There was a time when there wasn't anything. It was just forever and eternity. He was there in the beginning. He says, now let's go out here on the edge of this banister and look over and see things happen. And see things happen. Now, no man has seen the Father at any time. No man can see God in the bodily form. Because God is not in a body form. God is a, a spirit. Alright? No man has seen the Father, but the only begotten of the Father has declared him. And I'm glad the Bible says no man has seen God at any time. Hallelujah. Now, but notice, there is something, there is just space. There is no light, there is no darkness, there is nothing. It just seems nothing. But in there is a great supernatural being Jehovah God, who covered all space and of all places at all times. He was from everlasting to everlasting. He was the beginning of the creation of God. When he says he was the beginning of the creation of God, it doesn't mean he was the first of the creation. It means he was the one that authored the creation. Hallelujah. He was the beginner of the creation. Because Everything was created by him, by that Logos. Hallelujah. Now he says, that's God. You can't see nothing, you can't hear nothing, not a move of atom in the air, nothing. But yet God was there. And he says, but notice, after a while, I begin to see a little sacred light begin to form like a little halo or something. You could only see it by supernatural eyes to look now. Hallelujah. You can only see God by supernatural eyes. He says, while we are looking the whole church now, we are standing on a great banister watching what God is doing and no one has seen God. Now the next thing we begin to see by eyes of supernatural looking we see a little white light forming out of there. And the Bible readers call it the logos, the anointing, the anointed one. The part of God began to develop into something so that human beings could have some type of an idea of who he was. 
Jesus was developed into something to give the human being some type of an idea of who God is. Because you can't see God. But the reason he created the office of the sonship is because that invisible God, he wanted to come into the visible form. But it doesn't mean that when he becomes, comes into the visible form, he becomes the second person. He is the same God that was invisible. Hallelujah. Jesus was God, or the invisible God was in the visible Jesus. To give you some type of an idea of who God is. When he walked around, how he spoke to the people, it gave the people some type of an idea of who God is. And today, God does not have any other body. He's got your body. To give the world some type of an idea of who he is. When you love, it means you show the people some type of an idea of the character of God. That's why as a believer, you need to be conscious at all times that what you display, it must be God's character. Nothing less than that because with you, God is on display. And that is why your humanity must never get the better part of you. Hallelujah. Because in you there is a deity. As much as there was a deity in Jesus. The prophet says, don't regard yourself as downtrodden people. He says, the deity is no longer in heaven. But it is in you. To give the world some type of an idea of who he is. When I tell you the truth about God, I'm giving you a type of an idea of who God is. The way we live in this world, we want to give this world some type of an idea of who God is. He is holy, that's why we are holy. He is sinless, that's why we are not participating, partaking in sins. I don't know whether you agree that you are God's billboard. And if that is the case, that means you, you are in a higher position than somebody that just attends church. Because you're not just a church member, you are God's billboard. I'm told the advertisers, they say they prefer a billboard for one simple reason. It's there 24-7. Whether there's electricity or no electricity, it remains there. And you are God's billboard. Whether seasons are right or not right, you need to express God's character. Hallelujah. But to give the people some type of an idea. Hallelujah. And it says when God, when the Father becomes flesh, then we see his glory. And today the Father has become flesh. In your flesh, we see his glory. Hallelujah. And the prophet say, it was just God unfolding himself from eternity coming into a visible form. He says he always wanted to be tangible. He was tangible in this man. Today he is tangible in this man and woman. He was in one man, but through spiritual multiplication, you've got many Christs. Hallelujah. To give the world some type of an idea of who he is, but not forgetting God is only one. But not like a finger because it's omnipresent. 
He can be in this brother, in that brother, can be in that country, in that country. That's how he is. You can't bottle him in one finger. Hallelujah. And it's not twoness. It was just the offices that were there. And the office will be done away. The office of sonship after the millennium will be done away. Hallelujah. The prophet says, the Bible says, in the new city, the lamb shall become the light of the city. Hallelujah. Some people, they think, will be sitting here with Jesus and God will be somewhere else. No. Doesn't the Bible say God will tabernacle himself and he will be our God? It will be God tabernacled with me. Hallelujah. It is the same God. You can never split God at any time. I hope we are together. Amen. I hope we got it. Let's stop here. May God richly bless you. Heal your people. Heal the land. How many love this message? The key message, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost is not a true baptism. If you have been baptized in that baptism, see us, we'll fix you. So that you are ready for heaven.
singing.
Vasa. Let's say in the cross, in the cross, Brother Oliphant will just wrap up in prayer for us. In the cross, in the cross.
Father, once more we humbly come unto thee. We say thank you for preparing us to come to listen to your word, O oh God. Uh, we were like David that said, I was so glad when they said, let, let me come to the house of the Lord. Lord, we feel the, the, your presence today uh, in your quiet time and the testimonies and songs. We were so blessed, O oh God, by your children. They prepared during the week. You prepared them, O oh God, giving them songs so that they bless them, so that they can come and bless us, O oh God. That's why we rejoice and glad that you're still the same God, that not forget about your children. Lord, thank you for your word that have been opened today. You reveal yourself unto us, O oh God. What a stimulation of your revelation, O oh God, that have shown unto us, O oh God, the loving God that look after his children. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that you have used the vessel today so that we can listen to him, O oh God. It was not him, it was you speaking unto us, O oh God. Thank you for everything we ask to bless us even when we go out. Never leave us, O oh God, never forsake us. Because without you, we are nothing, O oh God. Bless each and everyone, bless even those who couldn't make it tonight, today, O oh God, in the service. We ask everything to be done in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen and amen. another more two more three more songs before we leave this place
give us another one. How many believe that we are the children of the Spirit and we are led by the Spirit? o'clock we are here may god richly bless you have a blessed and victorious week amen